so, so I'm actually pretty glad that uh, theater season is over. Yeah. Like, I get my son back. Like, that was a lot of. That's great. Yeah, yeah. So That's we'll, great. And you just had a crazy week here. You had a retreat and everything. Yeah, was, super great. The confirmation kids were awesome. were super great. Yeah. The, I saw them at Mass on Saturday. I was like, oh, yeah. The retreat. Yeah. They they really uh it's it's a lot of work to put on a retreat, but then you go and you're like, Yep, this is why we Yeah. This is why the diocese requires a retreat. It's so funny because every time you come back from a retreat with your kids, you're always like, I love my job. Like I'm rejuvenated. It's like a retreat for you too. Like it is. It seems like you always find some time to really enter into prayer on your retreat, even if you're managing. Right. Like, it still seems to have some good effect on you. Well, I think it's because there's such a there's such a contrast to when they first get there and they're mm-hmm. like, I can't believe my parents are forcing me to do yeah. this. And this church is forcing me to do this. Literally Saturday morning, they're like, I'm so angry. Mm-hmm. And then by Sunday evening, it's like kumbaya and they, nobody wants to leave. Right. <laughs> so right. like to see a, you know, a 12 hour transformation just based on proximity and based on there are no phones. Um, Amazing. They, they are shocked like, at what they can do. Life happens. Life your, happens. Without your phone. Yeah. And, and like people probably develop better relationships. It was amazing. Like that's my favorite part is that they, they, uh, our, our population here is so diverse. It's so beautifully, wonderfully diverse. And so kids at the St. Louis confirmation program are literally from, I can't even, the zip codes are, it's the schools it's are ridiculous. Yeah. So like to see kids, hanging out with each other that would never like really have an opportunity. Really, honestly, probably never have been not have an opportunity outside of it's really, it's really great. So you, it, yeah. you can't not like <laughs> our youth ministry program here is such an opportunity for the gospel to take root across different cultures, but in the same place, it's like, it's a really, I've never seen that before. It's a really cool microcosm of like yeah. the church. Yeah. It's super cute. Mm-hmm. They're adorable, mm-hmm. which actually leads us kind of to, to today's topic. Um, Hi, I'm Elisa. I'm Tom. Welcome to the Being Church Podcast. Today is the Feast of Our Lady Guadalupe. Yes. And uh, so we just wanted to talk a little bit about what the deal is. Right. It's because a... I actually, I mean, like, I really don't know. So I'm here to kind of pick Elisa's brain. No, and I actually don't really know, like, like I wish I did, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> no, I mean, I think, um, like, I'm learning a lot. I, I'm learning about posadas. Um, yeah. We had, a, we had a session the other night in confirmation and... Uh, when we do small groups, we always start off with a question that's kind of, I call it a throwaway question, which is, that's probably, I need to come up with a better, <laughs> but it's a question that, 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 that isn't, doesn't require you to really think super deeply. Uh, and it doesn't, you know, teenagers sometimes feel awkward mm-hmm. speaking. And so it's just like, a uh, Hey, tell us about, and so one, um, recently when we went over Advent and the liturgical year, we were like, uh, tell us one of the traditions in your uh, in your house for for this season, and I was like floored at how many kids regularly for their whole lives have uh, do posadas. Oh, really? My my kids have n- never because mm-hmm. you know I am like I am like fourth fifth generation, so like right. a lot of culturally I'm culturally very. American. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and so I like, I'm learning. Right. And mm-hmm. so I think it's interesting that, you know, father James, when he makes the announcements for these, like either posadas or for this, for this feast day today, it's like, Hey, she's the patroness of the Americas. Right. Exactly. And that's why it's so important to like, 
get into who is our lady guadalupe what does that mean for us and like what's the story a little bit because um because it is our story i mean she's the patroness of the americas and yeah she appeared in mexico but like Mexico's not very far from the United States, and it's not very far from Canada, right? Right. So, uh, so she's important for for who we are as as sort of Americans in general, North and South. I think for me, one of the things is that um, I think I was telling you earlier that earlier that I I for a long time I just didn't have a relationship with Mother. Yeah, Mary. tell me about that. Yeah, I don't know. I just so you okay. So you became Catholic when you were like in your twenties, right? No, or... I became c- confirmed. Oh, so right. I was. You took yeah. You, you yeah. Like that was when oh. my reconversion or my, right. whatever That's whatever it's called. i mean really like were you catholic <laughs> i was like catholic or okay. was like it was like so cradle catholic and so uh mother mary was just not really a huge part of that yeah. um and so but i kept looking around like what is like why are so many people so incredibly um close and i felt like i was missing out it was like really a fomo Fear so of many missing other people out. were close to Mary, and yeah. you were like, I was missing out. What I was do like, they have that I don't. Right, like, what mm. part of this is a part of Catholicism that I just like no, no fair. <laughs> yeah. But so I wanted to like feel something. So basically, I just was like, uh, started asking her, oh. like, I need help. There's obviously something to this that I am not understanding. I was going to ask you what did it for you, but it was just the FOMO. Huh? It, it was, was FOMO. Like- I was like, what? <laughs> What's wrong with me? Like, what? <laughs> uh, a lot of people that I really looked up to, you know, were have have a beautiful devotion, and so I was like, I need to. Obviously, I need to. And then I just asked, and then she was like, clutch, and just was like, okay, here, here you go. Interesting. Yeah. So, 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 th- just in general, I've I've had a really, really, uh, kind of pr- probably in the next, last five years, just like a real growth in my uh, connection to Mama Mary, and so now I'm like very interested in Our Lady of Guadalupe and just, yeah, just the story is really miraculous. Like, yeah. So she appeared to, well, and you were telling me earlier that part of the reason you love the story is because of Juan Diego, right? Because of the man she appeared to. Right. Cause so, cause he was, so he was a, uh, he was an Aztec Indian Mm -hmm. and, um, he had recently converted to Catholicism and he was just like this real faithful man. Mm. Right. And he was just, he would walk miles and miles to mass. Yeah. I was reading a little, the documentary or biography you sent me or whatever it was details about the event. And it was like Juan Diego was on his way to mass and his errands. Like he was just going (laughs) to mass one day and he was like going to go to the store after. And Mary appears to him. Yeah. Like Mary. Right. And so, okay, I'm going to, Guys, I'm going to be perfectly honest. This is going to sound terrible, but I actually just have had a hard time always believing in apparitions. Mm-hmm. Like it's just hard for me to actually believe in apparitions. And so I think the thing about this story is that there's proof. Oh my gosh, that's real bad, right? No, it's not bad. It's okay. The, those apparitions are hard because you're like, was this man crazy? Like, was it just really hot that day? Was he walking a long way? <laughs> Like, what's going on? I mean, it happened a few times, right? Right, and, right. And she did leave evidence behind. Right. She left the Tilma. Um, well, keep telling the story. And we so, can talk okay. about it. Right, right. Okay. So, so anyway, so she appears to him and she's like, I would like you to build me a church right here. I would like a, a temple built right here for me. And he's like, and, you know, the 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 biography or whatever that I read about it most recently, that one I sent you, is like, uh, like, he's like, 
okay, Miley. Like he knows it's her and yeah. he's like, okay, okay, sure. And he, you know, and he's so reverent and loving. And so he goes to the bishop and the bishop's like, yeah, right. He, it says that he was like kind of nice about it, but yeah. he was still like, bro, really? Mm-hmm. Come on. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know? And so anyway, he, she just appears to him several times and, and asks for the same thing. And then eventually the bishop, you know, says, I need a sign. And he goes back and she's like, okay, fine. And you know, like sweet Mary, she's like, okay. Yeah, you know, right. Here's right. some roses. They are not supposed to grow here. Because it was the winter. It was winter. It was frozen. They're not like native to that area. And he just, he's, you know, he puts them in his tilma and he goes back and he. That's tilma for those of you who can, can't understand. <laughs> and the tilma. And, <laughs> and, and he puts his tilma down and there are all the roses. And then there's that miraculous image. And again, it's that that image is still there. Right. You can go to the church in Mexico and see this Tilma on display. I've been there. It's awesome. It's really incredible. And, and you're like, wait a second. How is this possible? Right. And in in that in that a scientist like scientists have like done studies on it and nobody can it's, yeah, it's miraculous. Not, it's not ink and the, the thing should have disintegrated and like it's crazy. It's right. crazy. And know? so I don't know that there's proof like that for like my little humble non-believing have to know heart. It it's really so I was, I've been thinking about this because I had someone else ask me about these apparitions and like Mary appears in different forms. What does that mean? Because there's like Our Lady of Chestahova, you know, right. it is so like a mother to stoop down to her children and like come in their likeness and their appearance. Right. Our Lady of Guadalupe, she's brown. Right. She's Mexican. Right. Right. Like she looks like Juan Diego. Right. Um, and that's because she's all of our mother. Like she's Christ's mother. And so how it happens, I don't know. But like when it comes to apparitions, you're saying like it's hard for me to believe. Well, part of me is like, well, it's not for you, Elisa. Like, <laughs> exactly. like the apparition. This might sound weird. The apparition was for Juan Diego. Like she could have appeared to the bishop if she wanted to, but she appeared to Juan Diego. Right. The sign was for the bishop. Right. And and the the church, the temple, or whatever you, the cathedral. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's it a is. cathedral. Basilica. Now, yeah. Basilica yeah. is for us, but like that apparition was for was for Juan Diego. And sure, like, he tells the story, but that apparition gave him the faith to do the mission that is for us. Right, exactly. You know, and so, I mean, that's not, like, a theological exploration of apparitions, but but we're always, we're, we are always, like, thinking, like, oh, what if I saw something or, like, a sign? Well, it's not the measure of our faith exactly, right? Right. Well, and I think it, even in the larger kind of scope of what you just said, she came, she came... Uh, looking like the Aztec people, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. She and all the signs on her garments had had were uh, were done in such a way that the people there would know, you know, this is for you. This is your sign mm-hmm. that that um, that we want you to come to this faith that right. that you belong in this in this faith. And so, um, I think that's just such a loving thing to do to. Um, to manifest herself in that way so that the people of the area could feel a connection to Jesus through her. Because ultimately right. that is, that's what she's doing, right? You said something earlier before when we were talking about this idea or just Our Lady Guadalupe in general. And um, you said, uh, oh, I can't remember what you said, but you caught yourself on some like theological language, right? Because you were like, when she came to her people, I mean, when God sent her to her people. Right. Right. Like Mary doesn't do this on her own initiative, right? Like, that would be that would almost be weird. Like, 
just like any other saint, because she is a saint. Right. Like any other saint doesn't decide to like, hey, I'm going to go up here. No, like every saint is at the beck and call of God and Jesus, right? So right. we can only assume that like Christ said, no, go to my people. Like, right. Go. Um, and she did it because she's a she's a faithful servant. Um, but yeah, it's so funny when we talk about Mary. It's like, I'm not praying to Mary. I'm asking her to pray for me. <laughs> she's the mother I'm of actually, God. But Hello. I'm praying for Mary. You know, yeah. we have to be really careful with our with our language. But uh, But it's like, she's still just awesome and like plays such an important role in our faith. Yeah. And, and again, the whole Juan Diego thing is just, to me, it's just, it helps me to realize that like, you know, one of the, in that recording of, or that written piece that we read, um, just kind of like his responses is like when he went to the Bishop and Mm. the Bishop another time denied him, she, he comes to her and he's like, maybe you should send somebody who's more important, who people know, you know, I'm a tail end. I'm a, what is, what does she call him? Every time she addresses him, at least in this, in this account, she says like my, my little son, my poor son yes, or something like that. But, but she, she takes him in his like in his tininess right and mm-hmm. his you know she didn't go right she could have gone just to the bishop mm-hmm. but she goes to to juan diego and i just i think man how lovely that in like our nothingness and our smallness like god can work through us like like i feel like i need to pay attention because like at any point god could decide to work a miracle mm-hmm. through me a little tiny leaf, like right. he said. You know what I mean? Right. I think it gives me such like hope and excitement, and um, it helps me to think of this day uh, so much, so much deeper than I ever have before. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's, you know, some ways that I can lead my children tonight to really kind of ponder this because um, this is first. It happened so close in time. It wasn't like that long ago right? right and it happened so close in proximity right. um and then um our lady looks like my family mm-hmm. you know what i mean which adds just another beautiful layer to, yeah yeah to the whole thing right so i feel like well done church i know yeah she calls him i just looked it up she calls him my son the least and that's how she that's the first thing she says to him when she addresses him right my humble juanito like my little juan right johnny boy right for real <laughs> yeah and um, it's like if anyone else said that, like, hey, my least friend, like my least little, it just doesn't sound right. But like because it comes from Mary, because she she is so humble, like that is her posture. And and she goes to Juan Diego and says, like, the my least my little son, uh, like his exactly what you're saying, like his humility, his simplicity is the cause for like. That is why he is an agent of her message. That is why he's bringing God's message to the bishop. That is why he's chosen for this. And um, he becomes a saint. Like, mm-hmm. again, like, hello, Elisa. Like, it doesn't have to be these massive things. Right. And why is he a saint? Because he was receptive to the message and said, sure, I'll do it. Right. He said yes. And he was actually kind of just in the middle of, like, the very mundane routine mm-hmm. of living out his faith. Right. Like, I'm walking a mass. That's what I do. He had his it's grocery list far. in his pocket, right? right? <laughs> he did. That's really interesting. He was in the mundane. Yeah, just doing the day-to-day. That It's so important. It doesn't need to – you don't need to have an apparition from Mary to, like, do holy things or right. to, to change the world. Right? Like, you just need to do the – do the daily tasks and it'll happen. Right. And that's super inspiring Mm -hmm. in this, in this season of Advent. It's super inspiring just to know. And Oh, 
oh my gosh, when I read that story, the other thing that was super, super yeah. interesting was that the apparition apparition was originally on the feast of the Immaculate Conception. Did you read that? Oh, so it took place over a few days. Yeah. So, or but the, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it a few yeah, days like, or was it like, yeah, that paper that, I mean, that thing we read was literally like on Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, wait, but like on Tuesday, yeah, then on by Tuesday. Friday, the bishop was like, <laughs> yeah. okay, cool. Right. And so like it's, it began. So like I, that detail just makes me feel like no details too small for God. Like he leaves like no detail mm-hmm. not thought of. Like he's, thinking and he's way ahead of when I even came in, into being mm. this whole thing was uh was had happened and I just golly like it started it golly, just golly golly <laughs> yeah um so it's it's been extraordinary uh piece by piece to get to and this is I think the other wonderful thing about our faith is that there's always something new to learn right yeah. so I wasn't always like a super fan because I didn't know and then I was like, yeah, I know. And then I didn't really, really know about Our Lady. So it just, it's never going to get boring. Because when we understand Mary, we understand Jesus. Like, she had to work to understand Jesus too. Just like you've had to try to understand your kids, right? Absolutely. They are unfolding mysteries. I think it's really, I think Mary is so interesting. I don't, I know I do not give her enough uh, time or enough prom, prom, primacy, prominency, whatever. She's not prominent in my prayer. Um, and she needs to be because like when you walk with Mary, you walk with Christ. Right. Right. Uh, Especially people I, who pray the I rosary. Think. Like I know people who pray the rosary every day and they will like swear by how their lives have changed because the rosary allows you to meditate on the, on the life of Christ, yeah. which is what we should be doing. Right. And so, so I have a question. Yeah. So there are people, there are certain people who, uh, December 12th is the only day during the year they go to church. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's there's this like big cultural uh, appreciation surrounding the Virgin of Guadalupe. Can you talk about that? And like why, like what, why that is the case? And I think it's like, like anybody that you meet that would the dangers of that. I yeah. Think. Yeah. I think it's like anybody that you would meet. Like uh, I have a friend who talks to me about her Jewish coworker, but she always is quick to say that he's culturally Jewish. Yeah. Right. And so I think that there are there is such a thing as being culturally Catholic. And mm-hmm. I think that that would be one of the examples of being culturally Catholic. Um, is it always a good thing to, to love mama Mary? Sure. Absolutely. But if, if that's the only thing, then obviously you and I know that, 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 de- that's not real depth. That's right, there's just, something missing, right? Right. Yeah. It's more of a celebration like July 4th mm-hmm. than it is the depth of understanding. Because if you, to love Mary, is to love Jesus. Yeah. That that's just the the honest truth. If yeah. you sincerely and deeply love Mary, then you absolutely positively love her son more. And so what that means is that you are pursuing him. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, you have to live your life like that. Yeah. Right? It's like what Father James talked about in his homily this weekend. Metanoia, this like turning back to Christ. Always, always, always. And Mary helps us do that. Yeah, I I, I just I think it's beautiful. I think the celebrations surrounding Mary are or the Guadalupe, Virgin of Guadalupe, they're awesome. They are so cool. And I don't know any, I mean, like, I need to learn so much I've never been able to go. This is another thing that I'm super sad about because once I started to really, so. Are you going tomorrow? Will you have gone by the time this podcast No, because my my kids. Oh, yeah, it's like 4 a.m. Yeah, Junior leaves at 4.50 or 
five in the morning. And so I, I can't, I haven't been ever able to, but that's, that's like one of my, but you know, there are going to be families there mm-hmm. that get their children up and like, really, I have no, no excuse. I'm back. just, I'm just a wuss basically is what <laughs> I'm saying. But I definitely today being our, the day of our lady of Guadalupe, I will definitely, um, I'm def. we're definitely going to do something. We're definitely cool. going to observe it somehow. Um, she, I, I picture her a lot when, when I'm praying for people there, when I pray for people in my life that are hurting or suffering, mm. I've realized that I've tended to picture her, um, her like mantle, like wrapping them. And just because I'm a mother and just because I know the relief and the comfort that it gives my children when I kind of swoop them up and, yeah. and hold them near, I think that when I, in my prayer life, that has been something that has helped me to feel like I'm helping those in my life who suffer because I've, I have a few people right now that are really, really suffering in my life. And the only image in my brain that I can conjure up, uh, of like comfort is that, uh, is that, idea of her mantle just kind of motherly the motherly mantle of just loving loving her son's children wow you know so that's a super good image but I just think I think yeah she's really worth the time and the energy because she I think done the right way Mm -hmm. or done with our heart in the right place she's going to point us she points me to her son in ways I didn't know. And I think that's what I didn't get before. I right. didn't get that loving her would help me to love her son. Yeah. It's like my, my mom sees me in a very unique and special way, different than you see me or yeah. Anyone right. sees me. Um, even though, you know, everyone might love me. I'm not equating <laughs> myself to Christ. This is bad. This no, is no, not no. a good example. No, it is. What it I'm is. trying to say is like, when we look at Jesus through Mary's eyes, we see different, uh, different things or things we might not have seen the first time. Right. Um, and that just helps us expand our, our vision of him. And that's why she's so good because she does that. And, and I have no problem hanging out or talking to all the saints. Like there's so many saints that I'm like, man, you are, you know, you help me to do this or you help me to learn this because this is the life you lived. And she's the queen of the saints. So there's, there's no, there's no problem in going to her and being like, I want to model Right. My life because her life was hard. Like mm-hmm. she watched her son get tortured. I mm-hmm. I don't know a I don't know a human being that could. And she she knew she had to let it happen mm-hmm. and stand by there and I just don't I don't understand that amount of 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 giving yourself over to God's will. Uh, conceived with sin or not, right? Because that was always my deal. It was like, but mm. she was conceived without sin. So like, was it easier for her to like follow? Right. But right. no, like. No, it was still probably really hard. Right. <laughs> your your son is your son is being nailed to a cross and you have to kind of let that, you know, if my kid has a cough, I'm torn up because mm. I'm like, I can't, you got to kind of, the, the virus kind of has to run its course yeah. and I can't do anything about it, right? right? And so that, I can't, um, my mind cannot even wrap itself around what she, what she had to do for the will of God to unfold. Yeah. So, like, can I learn from that? <laughs> I've heard people say, or women say, that, like, if they couldn't connect with Mary before, they can as a mother. When they start to look at her as the mother of Christ, that is, like, 
that's the point of connection for a lot of them. And that's really beautiful. I think or that's even awesome. To, or even as a spiritual mother, as a godmother, as yeah. a, you know what I mean? Yeah. That really, it really helps you if, if you love everyone as any, if you love anyone as if they're your own, it helps you to understand like how she, how she loves us as children. Yeah. Man, what a great day in the church. So, <gasps> so cool. Day. So cool. What a perfect day in Advent. Yeah, so uh, hopefully by the time you've listened to this podcast, you've celebrated Our Lady Guadalupe in some way. If you haven't, uh, I don't know what time our Mass is tomorrow evening, uh, but there's a Mass tomorrow evening is celebrating there? her. I think it's like 7 or 7.30 or something like really? that. Really? Mm-hmm. I thought so. Maybe not. I could be lying. <laughs> Check the Facebooks. I should Check know these the things. Fa- Check the interwebs. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but you could say a Hail Mary or you could go, I think I'm getting pan dulce for my family. Sweet. Feast That's days pan are- dulce. <laughs> They're all insensitive. I'm sorry. The, no, the feast days always have to uh, do with food in our house. That's Heck the only yeah. way my well, kids will remember. I mean, that's what they're celebrations. Like you're supposed to eat. Yep. Come on. Show thing. <laughs> all right, cool. Well, hey, thanks for listening to this uh, episode. Hope y'all learned something new about our OLG. <laughs> that's what I call her. I like it. She's a G. She's uh, a G. And uh, yeah, we hope you enjoyed it. So go ahead and like and subscribe and send to your friends and share on the Facebooks and the Twitter, all that stuff. And go be church. 